in a dark corner of the world. Three men will work together to bring you a podcast like no other. This is Fanatically Correct, where the fans, the geeks, and the nerds are always correct. With your host, MSK, Yo Peace, and Omega. So, welcome to another something different, something new episode never uh, Fanatically Correct. It's always something new. It's It's never different. different. It's always different, because it's different. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, welcome to Fanatically Correct. I'm your host, Omega. MSK. Yo, peace. And we have a very special guest with us today. It is Stephanie Naldoni. Say hi. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, guys? Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, uh, everyone knows her as the voice of many, many characters for the most part. Hence all the Dragon Ball Z for saying our video stuff. Uh, Kid Gohan, Kid Goku, of course, Team Gohan, East Kai, and so many more. Okay, uh, oh, is one of the more more recent ones. All the Dragon Ball Z video games and so many voices. I've just been going nuts on your IMDb. <laughs> on the IMDb it's a lot. Show. It's a lot it's, of it's Dragon a lot. Yeah. You have done plenty of voice work, and uh, we are so honored and so thrilled and so happy to have you with us. Uh, how are you doing you, today? I'm doing good. I am staying cool. I love the AC. We had our yes. hottest hottest summer on record, our hottest day during oh, this yes. summer on record today. So yeah. we're all just uh, melting down here in uh, North Texas. Let me tell you. Whew. Wow. So she will be now going from the hot melt of North Texas to the humidity of South Florida. Yep. Doesn't uh, get any better. Yeah, it it's fantastic. No, we love yeah. air conditioning down here, too. It's a necessity. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, join us because this Friday, so most likely you're watching this episode. Today is Friday that you're watching this uh, is pretty much what's happening. And so that means tonight at Flynn's Arcade and more, Stephanie will be joining us. From 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. That's in Margate, Florida. That's the Broward County location. Then on Saturday, she'll be doing the Miramar Comic Expo in the city of Miramar. That is from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. She's going to be there all day for that con. Is it, a, it is a free event to enter uh, con. And, of course, uh, there's you know different pricing for photographs and autographs as well as all the other vendors. Uh, everything else we got out there. Flint's Arcade and more will be out there, too, with free cabinets and uh, computer games and uh, all that wonderful stuff, um, consoles to play on. Uh, then Saturday night, uh, we were heading from there to Boynton Beach to our friend Jimmy over at Famous Faces and Funnies 2. Yeah. That's the most important thing, too. Don't forget the two. One is in Melbourne. Two. Oh, yeah. One is in <laughs> so Melbourne, two, yeah. Which was previously the Tate's uh, Boynton Beach location. Uh, Jimmy was the proud uh, purchaser of that location. He was the manager of the Melbourne Famous Faces and Funnies, so hence the two. So she will be there with us 5.30 till 9 p.m. And then she's doing the Miami run down with mike over at new era collectibles he's having a nice oh, wow. another wonderful pop-up event uh he had a good one a, a few weeks ago with some uh couple of power rangers and now we're gonna have our wonderful dragon ball dragon ball z alumni uh stephanie with us as well as her hey. other friend stephanie Woo-hoo. who's a, a big cosplay influencer yeah. in the uh dragon ball community and that's her appearances from 1 p.m to 4 p.m the event begins at 11 a.m and i believe it's still 6 p.m and right. there'll be food and all that wonderful stuff out there as well yeah, also free fun. to attend and then, of course, you just got to reach into your wallet for the stuff you buy and the pictures you yeah. get and the autographs you get. That's a that. full. That's a full weekend right there. That yes. weekend is yeah. 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 I'm yeah. like Tasmanian yeah. devil. So you, you, yeah. the more the barrier. I love staying busy. I love meeting and greeting and jumping from one location to the next. And 
you know, the little little miniature tour. It's going to be great. I'm That's I'm awesome. really looking forward to it. And I really appreciate you guys uh, and whatever it is you did together as a team to put it all together and make it happen. And man, the promotion has been stellar. Yes. Uh, and uh, we thank you hear. for that too. That, uh, right. everyone, every location we're doing their spot and you've been sharing and the community's been sharing. We're happy for that. And um, no, we're gonna have a good turnout. We're really excited for it. So we really can't wait. Yeah. I'm um, hearing from a lot of fans and stuff in my DMs and I'm getting um, you know, some fan mail on my website, uh, stephaniedadolny.com. Oh. And I've got people, you know, asking questions about it and they're trying to choose, you know, which one's best for their schedule. That's why there's so many different ones. So people can yep. pick and choose. So we just hope to, to hit the whole the whole so uh, that that is the beauty. County, yeah. Everything is close enough to its county uh, and its location and its market, yeah. but because of the different time um, uh, schedules, obviously, yeah. if, a, if an evening doesn't work for someone or a daytime doesn't work for someone, it's not that far of a drive if they really want to get out to you and you know and uh, have the opportunity one. to meet you and uh, get your picture and get some autographs and stuff like that. And for yeah. the Miami peeps, especially that's in the down south Miami area by the Tamiami Airport. In case you don't know, but look it up, follow New Era Collectibles. Um, okay. JSA will be joining us there. That's the authentication. Oh. So okay. in the Miami location wow. for you collectors in the Miami area, uh, we will have authentication there as well. Come on through. Come on through. Yep. Try to have them all the locations, Exciting. but busy people as well. Um, yep. Something we usually start with, and then we'll just jump in back and forth. And I'll, I usually always start with the Q&A panel too. But since it's the podcast, we'll, you know, kind of sum up the short story. Um, is this a little bit of your origin story? Like what got you into uh, your predominant uh, area of expertise, which is voice acting? Uh, is it like something you always wanted to do when you were a little kid to get into acting and singing? Or was it something that happened upon you? Was it like a second plan? Oh, right. like, it's got, a, the, it's the got their story? own path their own yes. origin story mine mine started out with me pursuing music singing uh being the the, the number one uh goal uh and i started singing and and doing different and writing songs and poetry and lyrics and all kinds of stuff when i was little and then i just grew up loving it even more and more and and i would got into the voices you know more for fun you know i'd be watching cartoons and i would try to see if i could mimic what i heard or i'd make up my own characters and that's how i would play with my dolls and my toys um and then once i got a cassette player which would record i was absolutely just transfixed on the um the technology of being able to record and listen back and and um that's when i really got more into the voices and then as i got older i got into dancing i wanted singing dancing and acting kind of everything and did as much of that as i could i got as much you know, stage presence experience as I could. And then I moved around a lot. And then I ended up in, you know, where I'm at now, Dallas, Fort Worth and the went to college and, you know, was actually majoring in dramatic arts, but I was also in my first band, uh, my first, first professional band. I was asked to be <laughs> through the, the fraternity that I was helping out with as a little sister. And okay. um, they said, Hey, we need a singer. I said, Hey, let's do this. So I went over to their house and we recorded a demo and we started booking gigs. And then I got nice. the job with Vince Vance and the Valiants, awesome. which was a touring band. And they met me through, they heard my voice through the window. Isn't that a weird story? Wow. Uh, it's crazy. They're like, we want you to come audition That's for us. So they stole me away. And I started working with Brave Combo. It's a uh, Grammy award-winning polka band here in the Denton, Texas area. And I was asked to sing on their albums. And I started working with local bands touring still touring with Vince Vance and the Valiants and then from there I was uh, at a session um and I had done some work for Jemmy Industries which is toy voices which is, could be anything from Easter bunnies to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer you know like all kinds of animals but also they they would also sing so I was able to oh, come up with these little character voices and also sing the songs which was awesome. was 
amazing fun. But since I'd had that experience and I had done a little bit of work on Chuck E. Cheese as Helen the Hen, um, one of the directors was at the session because he was a big Brave Combo fan and he um, gave me his information and we exchanged uh, business cards. Um, He had something in his mind that I didn't realize till much later. He wanted me to come audition for the um, Funimation dub, um, English dub of Dragon Ball Z. And he had already been recording it up at the Ocean Dub in uh, Vancouver, and he was basically commuting back and forth. And then since Texas is a right-to-work state um, and there's so much talent here, um, he knew he was going to be able to find the right people for the right roles. And this was back in 1998. Okay. Wow. Wow. So that's how I got – Yeah, I auditioned for all the female roles and ended up with the voice of Gohan. And I was really excited to take on something new that that really – catered to that side of me that really enjoyed, you know, doing character voices and just weird, wacky stuff. So how, how many, how many seasons already in was, uh, Dragon Ball Dragon was he obviously in, uh, in Japan yeah. before we dubbed it on this side. I'm just curious. Oh, um, they, I, I'm pretty sure they got all the way through it, to be honest. Um, okay. I'm not sure that the timeline, but I know that Dragon Ball started in the eighties mm-hmm. and yeah. Dragon Ball Z came later. And then, you know, we started dubbing as far as me and my my castmates uh very end of 98 into first of 99 and we started with the ginyu saga which was uh mm. somewhere around episode 53 or 54 um yeah. but who's counting no i'm just yeah. kidding <laughs> but, um, yeah and so we didn't know and a lot of us most of us didn't know what we were working what what the show was about we didn't even know anything about japanese anime yeah. Um, we were dubbing in English, so we were matching mouth flaps and listening to to direction, memorizing right, yes, you had to do all to that. one line yeah. at a time. And it was like rewind, fast forward. So the sessions were, you know, they, we moved as fast as we could and be, you know, we're as efficient as we could. But we still had to, you know, we had constraints. We had technology constraints and we had to kind of stick yeah. with that. And, and they work you because wow. with Dragon Ball, it's, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard all the jokes and it's something we always joke about, too. There's a lot of dialogue in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, you know, and we always make the jokes about the fight scenes that it takes like, you know, 30 episodes for one fist fight, you know, because there's so much back and forth trash talking. There's a lot of setup, yeah. A lot of reactions, you know, I remember they called me the reactress because I had a lot of reaction. You know, Gohan was not a prominent character when I first started. Um, And so he had a lot of, he was in the background a lot and making noises like shock and awe or (laughs) taking off and landing and donor to my daddy and just, you know, kind of minimal. But then as the show went on, he became a little bit more prominent. And of course, we got the Cell Saga and that's like, yeah, that's prominent. Personally, that's my by far still to this day, even with all the newest stuff that's out, my favorite set of episodes. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's because season two and it's like, we kind of grew up with it, so yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. What that is. So yeah, and that that by far the the team Gohan that whole story and like one of the most memorable images ever is obviously uh is the one arm Gohan throwing the yeah. Kamehameha with Goku's you know spirit behind him throwing and his, yeah. that whole story is just incredible. I mean, mind blowing and like that's that's actually what hooked me because I had never seen Dragon Ball. I saw Dragon Ball Z first, and I yeah. started from the uh, pretty much when Vegeta came in, which was. You know what hooked me, which is a little hard because you know when you go back when Piccolo was a, was a villain, it's sorry for me. Piccolo was not as great of a villain as he was. Spoiler you know, alert! As, uh, yeah, Vegeta spoiler alert! Villain. Oh yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> spoiling it for <laughs> thirty years, twenty years too late, but <laughs> that works. Um, yeah, it was funny though because we had the stand-up comics. We just uh, came from SuperCon 
uh, a couple weeks ago, and that was one of their oh, ongoing yeah. jokes. Yeah, it was a good time. When I was down, Comics was talking about that, about what a terrible father Goku is yeah. and what a good yeah. father Piccolo is, actually. That's what they're uh, saying. And sometimes, sometimes fans will want me to say things like, you know, you're not my real dad, or um, <laughs> like Piccolo's my dad, or, you know, just funny things like that. Whenever I do my TikTok interactions, I'll sometimes do some stuff. Uh, with different voice actors, um, some from Dragon Ball Z, some from others. And I just have a lot of fun with, with uh, mimicking each other's lines or trying to have a dialogue between these two characters that are fictional. It's like we yeah. have a lot of fun with it. But but yeah, no, I, I was working in my show band traveling quite a bit and focusing on music and singing on albums with Vince Vance and other, you know, uh, local bands were you know, kind of I was kind of a first call vocalist. If somebody got sick, they'd call me if I could come in. I became like a jack of all trades there for a while. That's awesome. I'd learned so many different m- music, 50s to the 90s, from nice. you know R R and B, soul, jazz, Motown, uh, and my music background and my sense of rhythm really helped me when it came time to dub these lines because yeah, we had to sure. match the flaps. And yeah. then you know, of course, I'd bash my voice with singing in a band. You know, with there were nine of us on stage, and it was a loud show band, wow. very loud. And so I had to train my ear. But the good thing is I had. I'd been using my chops regularly with that since I joined that show band in 91. Some of the time 98 came around. Um, it wasn't near as much of a, I mean, it was a big ordeal, but I was, I was, I think I was a little more prepared when I look back and I was a little more prepared than I realized. So even though it was painful and I, had, you know, I had to do some vocal rest, drink a lot of water and get a lot of sleep. I knew that uh, I, it's cause I had been using my chops all along, you know, singing in a band when, you know, sometimes right. you got to get up there and sing when you're sick and oh. the show, mu- the show must go on. Oh, you're sleeping right. on airport floors. I mean, we were really rocking it. We were, we were roughing it. <laughs> we were, mm-hmm. you know, awesome. rock and roll life, you know, three girl singers, um, kind of like the B 52s meets Sean on We did costumes, oh, wow. oh, characters, okay. improv comedy, uh, a lot of variety show, um, live music. Um, Anything from festivals, parties, weddings, special events, corporate oh, events were the best. Yeah, the big giant corporate events where the the companies come in and then they just we just show them a good time. We did a lot of stuff with Mardi Gras and oh, nice. um, Mardi Gras balls. Vince Vance is originally from New Orleans, so yeah, it's a big big deal. And so you know, I was kind of living the dream, you know, not making it big like I quite like I wanted. So I was still striving and climbing the ladder, and right. you know, really wanted to have a recording career and. I did. I did record a full-length album with Brave Combos founder Carl Finch. It's called The Cookies, and I'm gonna be working on getting that up. But we we were working on that in '97 uh, and '98, and um, it's really good. It's it's it's. Uh, I'd like to get it up for the fans to have a listen and see. If they yeah, yeah, definitely you awesome. should. That was what yeah. I was gonna ask you. Is yeah. it where can we find it? Like where can it's we original, hear it? Yeah, it's original music. It's all written by Carl Finch, and he had my voice in mind and. Really, really interesting stuff. It's kind of like a Casio fusion, not really techno, but a little bit of ballads, but some real, real cool instrumentation, That's some awesome. different oh, stuff. It'd be nice it. to kind of, yeah, yeah we got to get that get up there. there. Yeah. I got the permission. It's just a matter of learning the technology to get it posted. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah get it on, yeah. on all, all the platforms, Spotify. Yeah, all the streaming Apple platforms. Yeah. All the streaming and get it out there and just share yeah. it. Yeah. That's the beauty, like, like, and that's one of the good things about, you know, one of the positives of social media um, uh-huh. is that avenue. Because pretty much for the most part, like yourself, you're an artist, and uh-huh. you'll notice that most artists are have many other artistical talents and uh, have more ways to tell their story and more ways to share 
uh, their passions. And mm-hmm. uh, you're seeing Express a lot of that lately. You're seeing a lot of voice actors share music and musicians, yeah. uh, you know, show, share poetry and um, yeah. And now with yeah. the dangers of uh, of uh, you know uh, AI and stuff AI, like that, yeah. you know, right. you know, well, kind of thieving all of that, it's kind of even almost to an extent more important to uh, share original human <laughs> art um for as long as we can yeah but then that's fantastic yeah. Yeah, you, you got to share that we'll be definitely uh, we'll support it uh, that's yeah sure. and it, it was something i was doing all the time and i mean man i really miss getting in the studio and go through the process of writing and creating um i was able to do uh, a kid's christmas song for morning show radio as well as uh write and um produce one called kids uh halloween rocks they're both on uh, youtube and those can be found on my website if anybody just wants to have a listen. They're oh, yeah, cheesy. Sure. They're cheesy. They're but they're great for kids and they're very creative and cute. And I just did all. I layered all the different voices and became, you know, twenty. Little, I got. I got nieces and nephews. Kids. They got. They got kids of yeah. all different ages. They would enjoy it. That's the stuff. Yeah, we got a, a three-year-old. Is the youngest. Uh, yeah. On this oh, it's perfect. So Yeah, I did some parodies yeah. and jingles about the mostly holidays. So they're very novel. Um. But I'd like to to jump back at some point and like pick some material and really get in the studio again and record. I'm looking awesome. to, forward to doing that. Hopefully next year is going to be nice. And I do passion that. Passion is still there. Great. Passion yeah. is still just, there. Oh yeah. yeah we're just setting up the studio here, and then I've got some people I want to collaborate with. Excellent. Um, on the writing and the production part of it. So. Oh, looking forward to that. That's and awesome. then we'll, we can have you on the podcast to promote that in that at that time. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll be happy and <laughs> absolutely. Oh yeah. Yes, <laughs> Take sure. advantage of your following. <laughs> Merciless. Yeah, if people want to listen. This is great. I mean, that's this, awesome. I know this was already going on before COVID, but you know, COVID yeah. definitely taught us a lot of things that we're, you know, and able to utilize now to get you know get the communication out there and to oh, share yeah. so yeah. many different platforms and there's so much uh, information out there yeah, take, take advantage and, and share and, and you know at, at the end of the day the most important thing is if it if it reaches and touches and entertains that you know at least one person then yes uh it, yeah. it, it was worth something you know besides the fact yeah. of you having the opportunity to get it out and to you know share yeah. what, what, what you know your passion yeah, what you're you have exactly being able to share exactly what you did back then and you yeah. didn't do it then you can do it now so yeah right because it's already recorded it's already recorded exactly. masters it it just ended up getting and shelved. you have that permission to do it which that's very I do. important yeah that's important yeah just got to get it up there important thing which yep. is oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. so um we like to uh we like to nerd out a lot and, and so just curious like i don't know how much of a fan it is of the ongoing saga that is uh dragon ball like but when you're on these plane rides you know uh like uh-huh. the, the, the flight, you know, heading over. Where, well, what do you, what, what are you into? Like, what are the, what are the shows you watch? What are the movies uh, you dig? What oh. do you, uh, what, what, or the books you read? What's kind of your entertainment, your escapism? Yeah, yeah. My escape has always been, and probably always, always will be music. I'm starting to find that that is the co- pretty big common denominator. Um, with a lot of the talent we've been having the opportunity lately, yeah. uh, yeah. to work with, uh, you know, um, Multiple is that. Stuff. Music's actually the the original passion, and they tend to. Uh, we have someone coming out, um, uh, Stephen uh, Constantioni. He's uh, from uh, Return of the Jedi. He's one of the the guards or whatever. Uh, I had a conversation with him today. Uh, we're gonna have him out for Star Wars. That's in August. Um, but same thing. He was a musician, and he was on Billy D. Williams' uh, label and doing. He fell into Star Wars, and 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 has done work with other Star Wars um, movies yeah. and things like that. And is a background actor. Um, same yeah. thing with Spencer Wilding, and of course Jenna. Yeah. She's all you know. Jennifer is all about music, but we're starting to notice wow. that's kind of the more common 
denominator. Yeah. So it is. It's it's funny to hear you know how yeah, multiple, passionate you are about music and how you have the industry. band because it just seems to be the first uh, passion of of, of a of a big percentage of um uh, working yeah. actors and voice yeah. actors and anime actors and things like that. So right, it's amazing right. you know to hear this from you. So but yeah, so that's a thought. I mean, if you're doing the gigs anyway, yeah, like you well, said, you I've can done that try to merge them a little bit. When it's local, I've done uh, I think three different co- comic cons with my friend David Saborio. He is a guitar player, and he comes to some of these gigs and gets hired to play anime like instrumentals so the last few times that i met with him we i got up and sang the yu yu Hakusho uh theme sayonara (laughs) bye bye which i actually oh wow that's a great song years ago yeah yeah that's that's me on the recording oh really yeah the animation theme and so we did that one and we did the dragon ball theme which i have memorized and i've done it some at the the cons i'll sing it acapella but if i bring a track or i have somebody to play with it's always more entertaining and it's better for everybody yeah. So then we we and then I just uh, kind of help support him to try to give get him gigs, but he's a little bit more limited with travel. So we try to get him hooked up in the Dallas Fort Worth area, and he could possibly go as far out as Houston or San Antonio. But wow, um, he's great. By the way, we 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 did Wonder WonderCon in Plano last year, and we did um, he did KameaCon not this past year, but the year before that. So those are definitely things that I think about if it's something awesome. I can manage. Especially, like I said, my band members are local here to Dallas-Fort Worth. So if there was another big event that's wow. coming up maybe later this year or next year, I'll bring my band out and they can just set up and put the put the uh, the PA up and then rock it out. We know a lot of cover tunes, too. We know a lot of that's 70s awesome. and 80s, which a lot of people are, you know, getting back into. It's, you know, it's, coming yeah. Sure. Yeah. it's, it's amazing. That, I mean, I'll tell you, like, that DJ set. Um, he started yeah. with a lot of disco stuff, and I'm like disco, Ooh, but you know, but mixed yeah. in with uh, you know, with some like some techno tracks and uh, some hip hop yeah. beats, and it was a good yeah. mixture jam. But yeah, he worked his yeah. way, kind of did uh, the the typical decades um yeah, decades. Uh, progression. We started you know in the 60s and then worked 70s and then 80s and then 90s, yeah. and, uh, pretty much stops awesome. at the 90s. But it's wild, man. It's it's retro, especially cosplayers are partiers. Yeah. Yeah. Retro is it back, is, and I, yeah. my my retro kids my kids like are into retro stuff all Stranger the time. Things. All, uh, like, right. anything, oh, yeah, bring it back. Everything, oh, I love anything. it. Anything. Well, music, yeah. music-wise, uh, TV shows, whatever, even yeah. styles, they're wearing everything is retro for them. Everything, every every single I'll, thing. I'll tell you, we have uh, August 18th. I got to plug this for part of the podcast. Um, August 18th, we're doing a Goonies interactive with the Sunrise Theater, who we have the Sunrise Comic Con with. Goonies, you know what I mean? And it's it's an it's, we're doing interactive, it's so a, almost yeah. like Rocky Horror style. But same right. thing, it's that etch, that retro bring it back and of course you know he just won an oscar you know the um what was his name in uh data was it in in goonies um you know short round from yeah it's funny you say goonies because sean astin was in that movie and we're like exactly the same age and my second time not my first time my second time when i went to over to australia to do signings over there australia new zealand he was one of the other he was one of the other guests it was 2004 okay and yeah i remember he he didn't have any socks. Like he lost his socks or something. So I went and bought him some socks. I was like, here's your socks. And I was like, I was like, this is so cool. Cause like we're the same age. So it's like when he was a kid doing his stuff, I was a kid watching it. And same thing right. happened with Noah Hathaway and from the never ending story. And I just wow. did an event in upstate New York 
early in early May with Tammy Stronach, and she is the childlike empress in that movie. Oh, wow. yes, yes, yes. We're wow. close to the same yeah. age. I'm thinking, oh yeah. my gosh! So she was 11 when she was recording it, and I was 11 when I was watching it. So yeah, that's, it's just oh, really that's awesome. And it's funny. It's funny that you brought up Never Ending Story because that's Omega's like favorite movie from the 80s. So. <laughs> yeah, one of them. It's one of the most. It's one of the most traumatizing it. ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. It, it has yeah, we have, something yeah. for everyone. We have yeah. an ongoing theory in the podcast that they sadly actually killed that horse. We don't believe for a minute that yeah. that kid was that good of an actor and that that horse was that well, good. Well, because the acting actor. was so good. And like, yeah. As a that child horse. watching it, everything that was happening that they filmed for that movie was that. And they just. I feel like the actor thought that the horse was dying and the horse thought he was dying. So either way, it was great acting all around. Yeah, it was too real. It was too real for Child Omega. Yeah, it was. It was that one. Yeah, that one got me by the by the heart, man. That Yeah, but, you know, that's that's what we grew up with. And therefore, it becomes nostalgia. And that's kind of what took me all these years to realize why am I still. Why is there still a calling or a place or some kind of a commodity for the, with this whole thing? And and it's the same concept with Dragon Ball Z. Um, kids grew up watching it. It yeah. was their childhood, and now they're in their thirties. You know, twenties, thirties. Yeah, they're, and they and then some of them watch it all over again with their kids, but and they want to, you know. So it is, but like it says, it is retro, and the uh, the, the the what would be the classics. They're they're the pop culture now. I mean, my. My nieces and nephews, and you know, I have some influence on them, but their parents not at all into anime, anything like that. And um, you know, uh, one of my nephews is big time into Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball Z. Most likely, we'll see him out in the Miami location. Um, and my godson just got into it, um, and uh, of their own accord, their parents never watched it. They went into it, uh, you know, when they were younger. They're yeah. not into it now, and just on their own because their friends are into it. And they're like, hey, you gotta watch this, and yeah, yeah it's it just one of those. You yeah, when right you start time. watching animation, when you start watching anime and stuff, and things of animation, usually, yeah. uh, Dragon yeah. Ball is mentioned as yeah. one of the top, yeah. top uh, anime. So when yeah. you want to get into anything, it has to do with that. You're going yeah. to straight to Dragon Ball is like definitely the top five that are yeah. mentioned when it comes to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's well, becoming like a generational <laughs> like franchise. So yeah. like every generation now is you know we grew up with it. Now our kids are starting to grow up with it. So it's going to be like a Star Wars type franchise. It, I, it I think is it's in up its there. own way. Yeah, and I'm yeah. very grateful for that because it's very hard and competitive to, to get steady uh, voice work nowadays. Yeah. And um, I mean, there's such a big giant talent pool and um. People are going back to like, even though you have your own home studio and we record when we can and, and COVID, a lot of these studios in LA and New York, you know, would really like to utilize me and some of the others here, but yeah. they really, really prefer to work with their people. Now that everything's opening back up there, you know, they want their face-to-face sessions. Right. Um, and so now it's just get, been getting, uh, sorry, it, I've just been getting creative with that and trying to like find at least opportunities. Yeah. And on a quick note on the on, on the on the voice work, me and Yo Piece are shamelessly wearing our Fighter Fest. Uh, <laughs> go, we did not plan that on purpose. Our Goku shirts, um, the <laughs> video games, and you'll see it at Flynn's Arcade. We have Dragon Ball Z tournaments of the different uh, uh, fighter games and things like that for the video games. Um, are what they just reusing that? your voiceover from the series, or are you specifically recording audio for the games? Um, um the, well, the I I games? finished all my work in early 2009 i wasn't but i was in whatever video games were coming out you know budokai okay. to Chiki, uh and all of that i was utilized for that and those were completely different sessions they were um they weren't really watching we weren't watching anything we were literally just following direction and giving all kinds of dialogue and different 
lines from our character right. in different lengths and different levels of power, louder, softer, uh, more drawn out. We did, they did that way. They had a pool of everything they could possibly need to, sample to program the game to sync to what they ended up animating around the voices. So that was a little bit different how we did it that way. But I haven't done one in a while. I know that my character grew up and the the Gohan voice was given a Kyle Bear when he went to school. And so, um, and I don't remember there really being any Dragon Ball games, unless there's some that might have come through that I'm not not aware of. But um, yeah, it was a totally different process. And it was, uh, um, yeah, I mean, just everything's different. It just depends on what, you know, what's coming it's out. And right. I guess, what, what type I of media it's for. Still yeah. doing super, what's, I guess. What's the type of thing that, um, if it's you know completely up to you, dropping the hat in in voice work specifically, because um, you know we've learned that your your biggest passion is music, so um, mm-hmm. we're always, we're going to be wishing the best and supporting you and all of that. Um, but in, in the voice work, what's the type of role or 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 series or character that you're really hoping to get? Is there a specific character or uh, or um, maybe a, a kind of genre uh, um, you really like to get into? If I had a choice. And uh, the opportunity came along to audition for a Disney type. Wouldn't have to be Disney, Walt Disney, but a a an, a role that that was a musical where I could sing also, and almost do like things. trolls or sing because they obviously not yeah. Disney tends to be like more of a theater, more of a, a theater show uh, yeah. animation. So they always do have singing parts. So it's it's more like theater yeah. as well as animation. But there are other. Uh, um, studios and other production companies right. that are doing right, that. Said, like, right. the Pixar trolls movie and sing and yeah a lot of good ones right. and it's um, really hard to get into the big 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 ones you've got to kind of work your way up and kind of be at the right place at the right time there's so much talent and so many people yeah. in the casting game you know so many directors and um i don't know i mean i think if i had moved to la i would have had a lot more opportunities to do a lot more maybe bigger shows because when i was cast for KO and OKKO OK Let's Be Heroes back in 2012 we did the pilot and I ended up flying to LA twice to record with the entire cast which was totally different than anime that was it was a non-anime role but um it was it was kind of a, the character was kind of a parody in a way an mm. offshoot of what little Goku mm-hmm. uh was so there was a lot of of you know fighting and exertions and stuff but you know we made sure to make to make the voice sound unique but um once we did the first eight episodes, you know, the powers that be said, no, we got to go with a, a full L.A. based staff staff cast. <laughs> so they they found another girl and she came in to mimic kind of what I was already doing. So I wasn't able to finish it out, but it was a very cool opportunity. And to be able to get to L.A. and 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 tour Cartoon Network was a big dream of mine. And I was That's able to, awesome. That was super Not fun. That, that was back yeah. in like 2017, 16 and 17. Yeah. So, so I'd like to do more of something like that and really get into some shows that are airing on Cartoon Network. And but I I do love the the singing and the musicals and things. But I'm also like a super insanely silly person, so I really enjoy the over the top character voices, the mm. really cartoony, yeah. like really having fun with like it's Kai. Oh, That's funny. Boy. It reminds me of like the old. Uh... Like the old Hanna Barbera cartoons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just yeah. over the top, like wacky. I'm also able to sound completely different when I when I utilize different parts of my voice and course, and yeah. I really don't you know, I'm really wide open to, you know, other opportunities and uh, I'm gonna be looking for another agent here to see if there that might uh help me get more opportunities as far as auditions and stuff yeah, go. That's yeah. awesome. 
Yeah, I've got my studio here and I can record in other places if I need to, but I'm definitely ready and have the time during the week in between, you know, events to, well, to submit. We're looking forward to because that's, yeah. I mean, that's one of the biggest things and we've uh, talked about in other shows and segments how um, animation is, is it's, it's, it's a very strong medium now. And like, there's a conversation we had about between like um, the most recent films, The Flash and uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse that, you know, right. there was a time that you would never put an animated film over live action films, especially if they're the same genre, which is superhero. Right. And we oh, by right. far, we're not in the bandwagon of The Flash is a terrible film. It has some CGI issues, but the three of us, for the most part, overall enjoyed it. Yeah. But compared to Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, for so many reasons, including the incredible voice performances, including the style of animation and the music and everything as a package is just, I think, probably the best film I've seen so far this year. Um uh, it, it's it's easily top three, yeah. and that's a more yeah. common denominator now on television, uh, in the theaters, uh, and all the medium is animation. So it's animation, a lot. Animation, it's yeah, yeah, exactly, and it's an easier way to tell story, um, without having to rush uh, CGI or having to, right. uh, you know, you know, rush uh, writing. Yeah, and you, and you can explore, you can explore yeah. so much more with animation as far as the world that you're building around it instead of uh -huh. the world that we have that we have to that's you know make we, up yeah that's yeah. all we have yeah. we, there's we only have so much we can do we're limited yes. we with we're our very resources limited. yeah and uh, but yeah with animation yeah you can you can use colorful backdrops you can create other worlds other planets i mean whatever it is what whatever it is the story can support yeah. with animation they can yeah. do that you just got to have strongly that can draw that yeah. or the yes. people that can actually construct it and that can paint. It's all the artists. All, all, yeah. all the artists, artists. got to get together and, and, and make that happen and bring it to the forefront. And um, it's, yeah. it's a source of drama now. I mean, it's, it's, it's like for the most part, animation's place, you know, before all of our times was only for children. Um, right. And therefore, yeah. when I make this comparison, like with my parents, uh, specifically right. my stepfather, he has a hard time getting into animated films no matter what. Where yeah. I come from a generation, I always explain to him, I go, well, our Saturday morning cartoons were different. My Saturday morning yeah. cartoons were Batman the yeah. Animated Series, X-Men, Gargoyles, uh, cartoons right. that you can watch now as an adult. And like, wow, these really? are really good yeah. deep stories yeah, and deep. great performances yeah. and great acting. Uh, right. And Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and all fall in there. It is, yeah, um, it it's has universal. its moments where it's, you know, it, it's campy and, and, and is geared towards children to be able to watch it. Some of the humor and things like that, too. But... I mean, yeah. overall storyline, you have a, a son losing his father. They're fighting for yeah. the end of the world. And as much as you could try to say that's for kids, it's obviously yeah. not because so many grown men. I mean, I don't even know how many tattoos yeah. you signed or how many, yeah. you know I mean? I, how many yeah. I'm sure you have because you all guys have tattoo stories. But I mean, you see it everywhere. And because it's a fighting genre animation, yeah. it's big in like the MMA community, uh, in the boxing community and, you know, it in the physical. people so, up. Yeah. yeah in, the, in the gym. Hypes them up. Listen to the yes. music and they listen to the screaming and the Super Saiyan stuff and they just Absolutely, get into exactly. it. And if it's, yeah. if they use it and they lean on it for, to better themselves in a, in a way and to inspire them, then all the, all the more, to, you know, all I'm, the more yeah. that. I mean, that's I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I feel like screaming right now. I'm not going to do it just for the podcast <laughs> sake. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I screaming. I feel like screaming right now. Yeah, I use that one. Being I, I, a man, fan right now. And I, I feel like I was, screaming. I was so hyped using because I used that uh, when I was looking up the music in Instagram. And I and instead of like looking up Dragon Ball Z music, I and I, I'm sure you saw it because you actually shared it. You reshared it. It was one that it has, I just typed in Gohan and it had the, go, it says Gohan uh, Rage Scream. Yeah. Or I'm like, I'm, and it is. It's just him getting louder and louder. I'm yeah. like, oh, this is, I got to use this. I got to use this. Like, that's exactly so, what I feel like doing awesome. right now. Yeah, dude. I, yeah. I, I as a, as a kid, I was a teenager at the time too, so it's even more immature. But man, all the time in my head, I'm like, you, you know, you just get the idea, like, man, I wish I could just like 
just level up right now. Like you just yeah. see, yeah, you get so mad, out. you feel like I like to strain a vein in my head and just like ah, like hair turn blonde and shoot yeah. up. I mean, no, yeah. it's wild. I mean, it's it, you're you're part of something. Uh, I mean, huge, and and you know it, and and, and I know you're gonna see it, and very uh, grateful. Yeah. Uh, have yeah. the to be there with you as it happens. You know what I I, I love is how like most of the times uh, as 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 yourself as an artist. You you're doing something because you're just doing it, but you don't you honestly don't see how big some yeah. of these things become uh, right. until you're actually out there with the fans. But I it's right. I always I always hear it. I always hear it. Most most of the time, especially voice actors, they they they're in the studios. They're doing what they're doing, and it's and it's not until like years later when they realize, right. man, this is. This is it's bigger than than, than I even even yeah. expected to be. It's it's so like, incredible to see to see that and hear that. Yeah, it is. And there's more it, of appreciation for like right. voice actors now because of that of, of the work well, you and do also, and other. The exposure that we were able to get with it, uh, I didn't realize that we were going to have that much. I mean, I've been working on projects and back stuff and albums that never really go anywhere, or don't ever mm. get heard, and some amazing talent and creators and artists and singers and musicians and um the process of it is still the same. It's absolutely magical, but some of it doesn't get the exposure that it really deserves. I mean, this, right, there's yeah. stuff going yeah. on everywhere. I mean, there's, it's easier to produce it and make it happen without necessarily having a record deal, right, you know, yeah. following the big money is who determines who gets marketed and who gets seen and, and everything. So the good thing is, um, Dragon Ball Z was already such a popular, um, show in Japan that, by us dubbing it in English, it just made the, the franchise even bigger. And of course, bigger. they dub it yeah. in other in other countries too. Mexico, uh, Mexico City, they haven't their yeah. version. So um, to have that, you know, to have something that was already huge without us really realizing when we were recording, and right. then to have it happen and blow up and be a big deal for a while was kind of understandable. But the fact that you know, I'm st I'm still doing appearances now, yep. uh, kind of coming out of the dark days, you know. Then COVID hit, and it's like it's just nice to to uh, make a living doing something I love and that's getting face to face with the fans and yeah. really listening to their feedback and like making them happy and, you know, spending some time with each one of them and their families and really um, hopefully giving them a really nice experience, not just like coming through a line and slapping an autograph on something. Yeah, right, you know, yeah. We right. interact and we talk and, and um, you know, take pictures and there's always just, you now we do the poses, you know, what do you want to do in this picture? You know, and, and, we, uh, and we as fans appreciate yeah. uh, when art, when artists do that and 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 uh, yeah. I, I'm speaking I'm speaking because of experience uh, I've, we've met people where there's no engagement whatsoever and yeah. it's it's such a letdown um as a fan on this side I mean especially when it comes with uh with our kids you know where kids are are so like and when you're when you just don't pay any attention to a kid it's like oh man that's so oh, they feel it's it. so yeah. sad yeah, it's yeah so we sad. all remember so we, we really we really right. appreciate when you when you guys out there and do the engagement and you know yes. do yeah. the do the poses do the voices that's yeah that's even bigger than than anything else yeah, yeah. and like using their names getting to know them taking pictures with them and yeah, making uh, memories i personally love kids anyway i mean like kids are just i, I love them i could be around kids all the time so so i i've really enjoyed I really enjoy that. And I don't like to rush anybody through, you know, if there's That's a line, awesome. there's a line, but, but you know, I don't, yeah. And I'm a people person, you know, I'm, I'm really down to earth. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in small towns and wait. moved around a lot. I, I traveled with a show band. So I've been around 
and learned a lot of different uh, cultures behind the places that I visited. So, um, yeah, I've got a, a, an open heart and a wide understanding of, you know, the differences that we that we all share. Fantastic. Really looking forward to, to seeing you this weekend and uh, yeah. you know, seeing you in action with the fans and everything. Um, we always wrap up something up. So I'm putting you on the spot just a little bit. Uh, we always wrap episodes up with something we call uh, a necessity. Um, and what that is, is a nerd necessity is like a necessity. So something that we would strongly recommend to someone who identifies himself as a pop culture geek, fandom, uh, nerd, um, you know, uh, that's, you know, into all the different pop culture things, anime, comic books, video games, uh, movies, books, shows, yeah. books yeah. songs, yeah. Uh, music, uh, you yeah. name it. So music, yeah, music. It's, yeah, it's your nerd necessity. So something huh? that you would like your fans, um, that is something you have always enjoyed, um and that you feel that if they have not experienced it in some way that you recommend that that is something that they uh have in their life at least once um what would that be and you could take as long as you want msk oh. can edit the pause <laughs> right no um for me the things i like i said the things i geeked out about um growing up when you're in those very impressionable years you know you're not you know you're you can't go out and drive yet. You're still growing up. You're going through middle school or puberty or whatever. All those those horrible things that we have to go through. Um, <laughs> like I said, my refuge and my sense of safety and oasis, besides my mother, who was always my biggest fan, uh, was um, was music. And and I would I could stay in my room um, with my you know double cassette recorder. You know, back when they first came out on my boomboxes, and I would record. Um, radio i'd stuff record radio i would yes. uh, sing songs to the karaoke track which was kind of a new thing back then um and uh i i really just got into the albums and the album covers and i really you know uh, would i could listen to, to music literally like all day like if there was nothing else to do i could retreat into music and then you know then the sony walkman came out you know had your oh, cassette you'd walk around changing the headphones walking around with the battery operated and I'd I'd have those on our road trips. We'd always take road trips in the car, and I would be in the back seat, and I could just literally get lost in the music. And I would bring my favorite music. I'd have a duff, duffel bag with my favorite music and my favorite books, and I would just man zone out. You know, I'd, I'd listen to ABBA. I would listen to oh, Donna yeah, Summer's ABBA. my favorite by far. Donna Summer oh, wow. taught me how to sing. Um, so I had like all the disco music that my father listened to, and then I had the oldies music and the contemporary. Um, pop that my mother listened to, and then my dad also listened to the Beatles, and so and I got a little bit of Elvis in there. I'm from Memphis originally, oh, so I love me oh, some. Wow. So yeah, and then I've sung with a lot of different bands, and now I I have such a more just amount of of wow. I can't even think of the word. I'm just so impressed with with some of these artists that you know yeah. now performing in bands like you know backup singers lead singer whatever but mine was always music music piano uh writing songs poetry i don't know and that's what i geeked out about what, awesome. what was the first album because everyone has it the first album uh, that you would play over and over oh, so basically yeah, the first yeah, cassette yeah. that you would just play it and play it into yeah, it spun yeah, yeah. out of control uh well, that you could, could remember what would started be with when i was very young my dad had a stereo and we would record onto eight track tapes. Okay. Eight tracks. I mean, okay. I was like 
three, two or three. And I just remember doing that in the microphone thing. Oh my gosh. Once I had that microphone in my hand and it was time to go, it was a show and you couldn't get it back out of my hand and I'd start crying. It was time for bed. And, (laughs) but um, then as I got older, it was the records that came along with the book. Okay. Um, Yes. And then you would, when you hear this noise, bing, turn the page, you know, yes, so I right. really got into those and I would just listen to those over and over and over. And I had my little golden books and, uh, but my, I guess my first album that was mine that I, that I had that I played over and over would be Donna Summer Live and More. It's her, her big okay, live yes. album. They came out in like 77, I think. Uh, I'd have to look at the years, but it was like, it was all a bunch of her stuff and her performing live. And I absolutely memorized that album mm-hmm. from front to back. And when it came time to get on the merry-go-round at school, it was showtime. And if anyone wanted to stay on the merry-go-round, I was going to give my Donna <laughs> summer concert. That is and awesome. I still have that album and it is worn out. <laughs> wow. You have that on vinyl? You have yes, that on vinyl? I have or? it on vinyl. I Absolutely. have vinyl is amazing. Vinyl is so back right now. It's insane. Oh, yeah. um, we have a, yeah. a friend of ours, uh, We Got the Beats, which is over by Tate's Comics. Um, and, and he has, every time there's a new album release, I haven't seen this since I was a kid and it was for CDs and, 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 yeah. and cassettes, and, and, you know, mainly CDs already at the time when I was in high school, you know, like Spencer's and uh, yeah. places like that. And right. I, I, it's it, they line up every time a new album comes out. He's a vinyl store, and yeah. they line up down the down the block almost. And that sound is people so showing amazing. up for vinyl. It's amazing. It's the best so, sound. Yeah, that oh, yeah, sound it's, is it's so amazing. It is Retro, yeah. It's like the raw. Yeah. You get the raw recordings, yes. and so know, it's all the classic it. stuff and all the new albums that are being new released. They're all being released on vinyl yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, directly to vinyl. It's amazing. I mean, I saw I brought it up a couple times, but it just blew my mind. That I, I was like, yeah. what's the release? You know, I thought it was going to be something like. You know, uh, like did the Killers have a new album or something like that? It was Taylor yeah. Swift. Taylor Swift vinyl. I'm like, really? <laughs> Taylor Swift yeah. shot is the vinyl? Like, I just it blew my mind. Yeah, but I'm just, wondering if there's if they're going back to analog by any chance, or if it's still if it's because yeah. it's been updated to digital for a while. You know, since we did CDs yeah. and things like that. So yeah. I just yeah. wonder if it's if the sound quality has the warmth and the um the raw. Not as strong. Not as strong. Not a strong. I have um. I have a newer um, vinyl for uh, for Outcast. It it's still there, but it's not as as uh, as raw as, as, as it used, used to be. Yeah, that that the original has. But yeah, no, it's it still is, there it, though. It, it, is still amazing. it is amazing. Right, so, Stephanie. Um, don't take any more of your time. I know you got more stuff. You're very busy, and you're less than forty eight hours away from uh, catching a plane and coming down Ooh. to us. Wish uh, I was, so I was thank you so I'm much so for excited. your excited. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. My friend Stephanie is there. Yes. She, uh, she's in the Fort Lauderdale area, and she is a huge YouTuber. She is the female with the largest Drag Z collection on the planet. She's going to be there with cosplay. I think she's going to have her own table at a couple yeah. of the events. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. For sure, she's with us at the Miramar Comic Expo, and for sure, she's with us at New Era. Era. Anything in between, we'll Perfect. see. But uh, she's definitely at both those events. That's why I myself, you know, and the Fanatic Correct the Podcast have been sharing uh, those we'll events with we'll her. There. She's going to be sure. there. She's oh, a yeah, great yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I got to meet her at SuperCon. She took a picture yeah. with this cool banner back behind me. Right. Um, so yeah, we'll be out Supercon there together with her. Um, when when was that? Four years ago, I believe. I was at SuperCon. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, as a guest, 20, this yeah, was a while back. Yeah, before yeah, COVID. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> before COVID. So, yeah, yeah, and, that's, uh, that's a big one. But uh, uh, yeah. it'll just be me. Uh, unfortunately, they're in cooler temperatures uh, 
your piece a little bit not more too much in the cooler. state not too and much msk uh, got out of the state to a, a more cooler temp but uh, uh, uh not as bad as humidity but not, there's plenty of air conditioning yeah. everywhere you're going i promise uh, oh it's fine i'll make I'll, i always have and safety a for our attendees if i need to air conditioning <laughs> and shelter fans a lot of fans concerned. so yes fans yes. air conditioning all types of fans all types of fans and your fans all types of fans okao fans stephanie there you go. Yeah, step honey. I've got the puns for you. I've got the dad jokes, the mom jokes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, yes, I'm excited. I'm already pre-packing. I've been doing laundry today oh, wow. and picking out luggage and trying to like make sure I have enough merch, you know, because sometimes I start to run out and sometimes people mostly bring their own stuff and that's yeah. fine. We just want to make sure we have enough available so that we don't run out. And I've got Sounds a good bunch of brand new amazing oil-based paint pens for the pop toys so oh wow get ready for those i've got all the colors of the rainbow so we're gonna Fantastic. have some fun make 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 uh make some make really some good memories, memories. Yep. Yes. And uh, maybe we'll get some pics of you at the arcade playing some uh playing some of the oh. cabinet games and some console there you games. Go. There you go. Miss Pac-Man, yeah. I'm there. Yeah. I oh yeah, he got he's got oh, he's yeah, got Pong. He's got oh, a classic. Yeah, he has two sides of the arcade. He has the classic arcade. He has the console arcade. You'll see, it. it's a great time. I so, definitely uh, geeked out about that stuff in, at uh, ages I think 11, 12, 13. We were that's all about all we could do is get yep. dropped off at the arcade. And those were my favorite yep, games. Awesome. That's a sign. It's where you had the music and where you had the entertainment. Yeah. So it's, yeah, uh, we'll make some TikToks and some videos. Oh, we'll interaction do it. stuff would be great perfect thank you so again you yes thank you so much we appreciate yeah. it so Thanks, this guy. is uh omega saying uh peace i'm escaping up yo peace beat us word <laughs> <laughs>